Welcome to Quillsword Blogcast. The Ukrainian counteroffensive. Will they or won't they? The single dumbest thing I can think of to do today is to guess what Ukraine's military leaders have up their collective sleeves. Frankly, the options seem to me to be a lot wider open than what I'm hearing from military and political commentators. That's not a dig at either the military experts or the political commentators, of which I'm one. The reality is that you only can only analyze so much when half the cards are still in the deck. My take is a bit different. I'm well aware that the Ukrainians have weather and equipment issues. But they started this conflict with both, so I don't see a good reason that they should be more decisively negative this time around. I'm also aware that the U.S. and other military advisors have urged Ukraine to abandon Bakhmut as strategically unimportant and not worth the price to hold it. But they do gain in terms of morale and attrition, so it might be worth more than the experts not on the ground realize. Conversely, Ukraine could be making a disastrous mistake by not getting on with the offensive and abandoning Bakhmut. Armchair quarterbacking isn't particularly better than anticipating moves. Truth is, it could be either one. So what? Let's assume the absolute worst, that Ukraine suffers a major battlefield reversal. Well, that's going to sting, and there's going to be a lot of folks demanding an end to Ukrainian support. But they are going to be pretty much the same voices that are already saying that, only louder. Ukraine has acquitted itself incredibly well on the battlefield against a much better equipped foe, and they have won pretty big victories, so dropping them at the first upset is like firing the coach mid-game. More to the point, the optics for the leadership that has supported Ukraine thus far would be beyond bad if they withdraw support that easily. Forgetting Biden since his 2024 primary chances are dubious, FYI, that fact itself is massive in American politics. And Macron, because he's still trying to get his foot out of his mouth, there are no leaders in Europe besides Orban that can just walk away without endangering themselves politically. It'll take more than one setback for that. The underlying politics haven't changed. Eastern Europe is still skittish as a cult. NATO pulling out on Ukraine will weaken it fundamentally. Europe will be at odds with itself over the security of the East for decades. Macron's European Federation will be DOA, as will any hope of further uniting Europe for at least a generation, maybe two. Germany is between a rock and a hard place. It needs this war over and Russian gas flowing again for at least a few years, but it also needs to maintain its standing as a respected European nation. Germany isn't a forward leader, but it's, it is foundational in European politics, and losing that will mess them up a lot more than just use, losing the Russian gas. Pulling out on Ukraine now could threaten Germany's own stability. Every Eastern European including East Germany's, are watching closely to see if they will be abandoned by the West a second time. If East, the East Germans beginning, are beginning to doubt their West German brethren, this does not end well. Macron's idiot comments have met with condemnation for a reason. 
Europe is all in, NATO or no NATO. For the record, Macron wasn't totally wrong, but boy, talk about lacking any sense of timing. Macron was probably positioning himself as the European leader, which is a good idea given the current total lack of forward leadership, and he completely misread the situation with the U.S. Europe doesn't want to be a U.S. vassal, and the U.S. doesn't want a vassal. But Europe and the U.S. do have very strongly aligned interests with both China and Russia. Seriously, I don't have a clue how Macron got elected in the first place. He is so easily misled that both Russia and China have played him in the last year. The whole America is an empire nonsense is China's propaganda. China's jealousy of the U.S. is palpable. They assume that every other nation is just as jealous and scared of the U.S., hence the trying to drive a wedge in the U.S.-European alliance by stirring up European fears of American power. Trouble is, Europe keeps doing things that the U.S. hates. I suspect they do some of that stuff just to assure themselves that we aren't going to go nuts on them. Well, if we were hegemonic and imperial, Europe would be towing a much tighter line. And they know it. China's attempts don't fall on deaf ears, but they do get a lot of laughs. Meanwhile, China wants to prove itself diplomatically. Its plan for the end of the Russian invasion was hysterical, and China really should consider a career in stand-up comedy. I especially like the little touch of Xi not meeting with Zelensky. Negotiating peace without talking to one of the combatants is a novel and stupid approach. To be fair, the Chinese got the Iranians and the Saudis to sign an agreement. The House of Saud is in a house almost literally built on sand. A massive drop in oil prices will do very, very bad things if they are half as vulnerable as I suspect. OPEC will not want lower, lower prices, but they will need a, all the help that they can get if Russia collapses, and more so if it balkanizes. The Saudis need Iran to not flood even more oil onto the market, so an agreement that keeps Iran from cutting a deal with an increasingly desperate Biden is a no-brainer. If Russia survives, they will be back at each other's throats before you can say boo. Iran needs everything. They'll take any lifeline they can get. China can have the credit. Iran wants the cash. You may have noticed that I am not particularly impressed with China's diplomatic acumen. It got worse this weekend when the Chinese ambassador to France decided to have a hold-my-beer moment. Chinese ambassadors all over Europe have been summoned to explain just what the heck he meant by questioning the sovereignty of all former Warsaw Pact nations. Beyond moronic, but amusing. Pass the popcorn. What all that adds up to is that NATO will not be pulling the rug out from under Ukraine. Heck, the ROI, return on investment, alone should keep NATO in the market. The U.S. is making a killing, as it is, but even if it weren't, we've spent too much to pull out arbitrarily. No, it's in the U.S. and NATO's best interest to see this all the way through. I wonder if Ukraine hasn't realized that by now. 
possibly. Uh, or they are just so sensitive to the possibility of losing that aid that they aren't taking any chances with the upcoming offensive. Their behavior is so far consistent with both possibilities. The former is the most interesting. If your crane feels that it has some breathing room, it may be using that to attract the Russian forces while they can. Russia has been backing off in the intensity of their attacks over the last several months. That could just be their obsession with taking Bakhmut, but it could also indicate a loss in capability. Pulling out museum pieces and buying munitions from North Korea are not signs of strength. Russia does love itself some artillery, but those attacks are slowing as well. Running out of, shell of shells, or worse, barrels, might explain that slowdown. I don't have a crystal ball any more than my much better qualified counterparts do. Russia could just be playing a good old-fashioned ga game of possum, for all we know. Dang. I knew I should have taken omniscience as a skill. Still, letting the Russians spend themselves on a pointless objective isn't a bad tactic. If attrition is working for Ukraine more than against it, letting the Russians half-kill themselves for as long as possible sets Ukraine up for a much easier time when they do counter-strike. I suppose they could just let the Russians wear themselves out. It works for the Afghans. But Ukraine isn't keen to keep this war going just to watch Russia make as, as much of a fool of itself as it can. As a result, I expect the counteroffensive is indeed forthcoming. I just very much doubt it will come where or when anyone rational would expect it. <laughs> if they counterattack Crimea, it will be hysterical. Insane, stupid, and dang near impossible, but funny as all get out. Gotta admit, no one would expect that. But as the world of international relations becomes more and more Python-esque, maybe we should. After all, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs>